0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Start Somewhere for Mary Claire with me, Sarah Vaughan. And this week I'm so delighted to be joined by this really special guest, and I'm so excited. And she is the amazing Bethany Williams, sustainable fashion designer, artist and humanitarian
1: welcome beth how are you hi yeah i'm good thank you so much for having me i'm really excited to have this conversation
0: me too and thank you because i I have to say bethany is like busily like (laughs) you're creating a a new collection so this time out with her was absolutely amazing so we're very very lucky now, Beth, as you know, I always start this podcast by asking kind of how did you start out in life? Where did you grow up? What were the early influences happening in your life? I mean, were, were you someone like wedded to fashion as a little girl or, or, or did it come later <laughs> in life?
1: Um, so I actually grew up in the Isle of Man with my like um, brother and my grandparents and my and my mum. And yeah, I think just being from a small kind of community, kind of I don't know I was quite lucky um and yeah my mum was a pattern cutter um in Liverpool and she kind of run a soft furnishings company in the Isle of Man so I've kind of been around making in the household and we had she'd work from home and so I've always kind of been interested in textiles and um yeah just like making and then I went to university to do um fine art with theory so critical fine art practice and then yeah went into industry for three years and then did my master's at London College of Fashion and menswear and then went on yeah to kind of start my own business which has been a wild ride <laughs> i mean it's quite extraordinary because not that many actually go to you
0: know to college and then like pop out and actually start their own their own uh, their own collection. And along the way, you won a very special award. So, so maybe you'd like to tell us about your very
1: special award you won from the Queen. And, yeah. And so, yeah, I won um, the Queen Elizabeth Award two years ago now. It would have been two yes, years ago.
0: That amazing show. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's
1: yeah. So, yeah, I was, yeah, like it was, you know, a very special moment and, yeah, very, very honored to receive it. Um and was yeah, just really shocked to be honest about it all. <laughs> but, I don't think um, the rest of us were shocked. I mean,
0: it was it was very well deserved. And and tell me your kind of early, like um, you know, love of the planets and of people, hmm. you know, did that come from your you know, childhood as well? I mean, I, I suspect
1: that was probably always there. Yeah, I think because like my... I don't know, because my granddad had an allotment and I'd spend a lot of time there with him. And I don't, yeah, there's just like a lot of making going on at home. And yeah, I think I've been interested in the environment because I was very, I was really undecided about going to university to do sustainability or going to do like the arts. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually did an art foundation for a year before to give me some time to kind of think and then I kind of merged the idea of like you know using creativity as kind of a a tool and for 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 change through yeah through through arts and because I I yeah I did like my A-level project for geography on the landfill site in the Isle of Man and did like you know like biodiversity and the you know the pH balance of the soil and things like that mm. um as my kind of like project. Um so I was kind of or kind of always interested in that. And then I think because I worked like in the in the Isle of Man, there was like only like really three stores, you know, to buy mm. clothes from, which would be River Island, Topshop Shop, and Miss Selfridge. And then oh, wow. there's nothing really else <laughs> <laughs> apart from like charity shops. So you know, I worked in River Island from like 14, like all the way through and then would come back and work at Christmas and then summer and stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, like if you bought something from one of those stores, like I, it was before kind of like internet shopping. So you'd all be wearing the same thing. So I kind of, you know, like going to the charity shop and like, you know, altering things. And my mum made my, made a lot of my clothes when I was younger. So yeah, there's kind of, do i i i was doing it not like i don't know i was doing it just to be feel like i was wearing something different and unique and so i think that's kind of been there but i think that's from coming from such a small place <laughs> um, well, you know,
0: yeah, interesting. In a sense, you were, you know, you you, you had to do it to become inventive and creative and to look different from all your friends at school.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, and the, the charity shops there are really good. So even when, you know, a lot of us moved to London and when we'd go home for Christmas, we'd all be like racing back to get there first to kind of go around all the charity shops.
0: Think it's that, but, but, uh, you know you can't get to the isle of man very easily these days yeah <laughs> but, but, but you know it's <laughs> a storm and, like everyone's like launches this <laughs> yeah i mean why do you think they were so good because people were going to the mainland and and, and shopping and, and and then or you know or, or do you think people were just because they live on an island in yeah. a sense they're much closer to kind of the elements and there was that 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 kind
1: of wanting to I don't, or, or... I don't know I think I don't I think we were all just I think we at the start of it we weren't selective enough probably you know we we're just like wearing like but then like you, you as you get older because I think like I used to wear like quite crazy. you know like I used to really experiment with what I what I wore and you know like as I've gotten older I've like reined that in (laughs) um but like I think it's just so it's I think it's just an amazing way to express yourself isn't it you know um through through fashion and through clothing so yeah I'm just like I'm really interested in the techniques behind making and the power of making and you know and also like you know taking something discarded giving it time and making it beautiful so I think yeah I'm just really interested in and love textiles so it's yeah <laughs> a big interest <laughs>
0: and then at London the College of Fashion obviously there was a Centre for Sustainable Fashion that's part of that and, yeah. you know Dillis is, is is part of this 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 um this series mm. um and and, and what did, what did you kind of learn there I mean what you know what were your kind of real takeaways for for, for, for you as a designer?
1: Yeah, I think because um, I'd like done firstly, like my BA in a critical fine art practice, which I think like gave me the kind of like backbones to my kind of practice before going to London College of Fashion. And I, it was like a critical thinking kind of course, as well as like being creative. And um, so I think like I on that I did like lots of research around like, like relational art and like you know working on like like researching into like theorists around you know it can art or creativity have like a political effect outside of itself um i'd say yes wholeheartedly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 then kind of looking at um like art collectives which kind of like use art as a tool to you know what like infiltrate multinational companies or government bodies funding and work with local community projects and create change within like local community projects kind of like I don't know they, they create like a, a new kind of system and I was really interested in like systems design um, and then I was researching also around like there's um, Walter Benjamin um mm-hmm. speaks of like um, like the loss of the aura of, of an object or an art piece, you know, when something is mass produced, like, um, you know, will we, rev- will we seek out that again, you know, after mass production, like that, the aura of the first, like the special, the, the handmade. And then I kind of like was working with charitable projects and done kind of little projects. And then I went to LCF with my kind of MA project um and yeah, it was really good because I had tutorials with with um the Center of Sustainable Fashion um, to kind of like problem solve, you know, like what when you're doing when you're doing your well, when I was like doing all the research for my project and you know developing it, it was a really good sound board to go to. And, yeah, one of the tutorials I had was actually with Helen's story and I was, like, a really big fan <laughs> of her. So I was, like, <laughs> a bit, like, shy to <laughs> um, to see her. So, um, so yeah, so, yeah, I, it was just a really good sounding board, I think, to bounce ideas from. Um, and also there's, like, the... Um, social responsibility team there so we work really we work really closely with but with both of them really um for social responsibility we work with lots of their programs and our um new studio is based in poplar with the making for change project so there are manufacturers so they're in the same building with us now so yeah it's just like really nicely like growing together and yeah i think it's really helped like my journey and yeah
0: Yeah. and your MA collection I mean I I remember there was a really like big thing because you you used I seem to remember quite a lot of denim but upcycled recycled denim so tell us about that first show because I mean it it really created a big stir and I think you know as we said up front you're you know you're a sustainable fashion designer you're an artist but also humanitarian and you know why I wanted to to invite you onto the podcast is because I. I don't really know anyone else who who has blended this so brilliantly, kind of this is you know, planet and people. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about this MA show that you 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 did, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, so the MA show, um we did, yeah, it was like, well, so each collection will set up like a new system. So I can maybe, because that was like our first system, but maybe if I talk about like our last. So like so for instance we've kind of developed since then to to so will work with like a charitable partner with our collection which we'll use the collection to storytell the ideas and like kind of spotlight the charitable project and kind of what they're doing for an, an issue in the UK and then we'll fundraise and donate 20% of our sales to them uh, from the collection like the profits of the sales and then um we'll work with different social manufacturing projects now so that we're producing and working with kind of like social enterprises or NGOs and manufacturing so like each collection um we work with making for change which is a project set up by London College of Fashion which started in Downview Prison which is a training program and then um specifically for women um and then there's the second site in Poplar is a soft like, landing into community and, and employment on release. So we're working on that project with our um, manufacturing. And then we work with a community in Italy called uh, San Patrignano, which is a, a drug rehabilitation centre, and it has one of the highest recovery rates in the world. And their kind of be- belief and kind of ideology really is about how craft has the ability to heal Um, So they have 50 different sectors of making and the community is about 1,300 people. Um, And we work with the textile department um, and we work with waste yarns donated from Italian mills and we'll invent a new material with them, each like Mm -hmm. collection. Um, And then we also work with, we're just starting to work with another project called Manusa, which um, is based in italy we're working with them in this project called mending for good um and they're like um, a social cooperative that specialize in knitwear so we're doing that for the walmart prize um and then we also work with kind of like small local craftspeople. so we work with a print screen printing studio in peckham and then we work with um, uh, our buttons are produced in Stoke Newington Cemetery in London so there's like a wood workshop that doesn't use electricity and they only work with fallen trees so we wow. yeah so they produce our buttons <laughs> yeah so i think it's like you know kind of keeping things local handmade um and then also with the social projects but then each collection is a highlight into like a partnership
0: yeah I mean I mean cuz you actually feature some of the people from the partnership often in 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 your show or presentation don't you
1: Yeah yeah so yeah we um yeah cuz we did our first film we did was in in San Patrignano um we worked with a director called Akinola Davis Jr so that was like a really a special moment also because of like Sampa actually allowing us to to do that and like having the trust in us was really, you know, like really um, amazing experience as well. So, yeah. So it's yeah. So I think it's kind of like creating like a system with each collection that we do. Um, and I think like it's yeah. I think making is for me has been you know such an empowering thing. Um, and I think it like builds your confidence also. You know, like being able to to make. Um, and being able to produce so I, I think yeah I'm a big believer in like the power of the power of making um and how yeah I think also about you know what I didn't I went to do fine art because I didn't want to do fashion even though I like love the textiles and love that side of it but I didn't like the idea of like you know it not being inclusive and feeling like it's very selective and feeling I don't know, like the smoke and mirrors and behind the scenes, you know. So when we, I was starting our business, I you know, wanted it to be about like sharing our process and, you know, like yeah, just making it a more inclusive thing as well through through which I just
0: love and so transparent because I mean you're 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 you know everything's up for kind of scrutiny and everything's out in the open which is so beautiful and in a sense you can you can meet the people who made the clothes and and often they're on your catwalk or in your film as well which is so beautiful right and I really love that and I mean you know where I mean where do you where do you kind of see this going I mean what what's what's the vision for the future Bethany and I also know that you've got various you know kind of you know large brands or or groups reaching out to you for partnerships because because I I think people have been so inspired
1: so I mean where where, where do you want to where do you want to take all of this Um, I I don't well we're just kind of I don't know because I think my most important thing is about like the training programs and um you know (sighs) i think it's just so important especially to be like creating jobs in the uk now at in the, the minute also so i think for me it's like you know um being able to to grow to create more jobs but not to grow too much <laughs> um you know um and to be able to support our social projects but then you know we're now doing more like gap commissions and you know, public art commissions and gallery commissions, which I'm really excited about um, just because I think, you know, with what we do, it's quite difficult to show it in like one film or one moment. So I think to have like a curated like exhibition kind of t- storytelling, it gives you more time to to tell stories and I think connect to to a wider audience as well so that's like a really important thing for me at the minute um and then yeah I think through like consultancy and collaboration I think you know like because we're still really small so it's about like also like learning how other people work and learning from that um but yeah I think you know we want to keep and protect our, (laughs) our our business um yeah just to like You know, I think it's as you grow, it's being able to maintain your authenticity Um, and, you know, like we're trying to develop like a manifesto of like, you know, like of deciding like who we work with, why we work with them, um, like moving forward. But yeah, I think it's my main thing is because we do like the textile development from the waste product which we'll then hand over to our manufacturers so I think for me it would be really interesting to develop that like you know the actual textile development process like if we can kind of you know work alongside you know our social programs and that and employing people coming from making machines also um like in textile development and we could do that for other designers too I think you know like I'd be really interested in, in that element but also, like we've um, started doing, like a mentoring scheme, because like we we don't in, do um, unpaid internships. We only have like paid members of the staff. <laughs> Thank and, goodness, yeah. I'm very much in line with your values. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we get, but we get so many requests, and I imagine, <laughs> uh, and also, like you know, we're we're then it's we're not really obviously and our, our team members we' we're, we're all like learning but we're not like able to teach anyone I mean like those people have questions for us so um we've developed like so every last Friday of the month we have um eight free one hour tutorials that people will email everyone that's asked for an internship um to like you know we we share our studio information so I think like I'd really like to develop that. You know, and, you know, potentially be able to give people paid internships through the social projects that we work with or because I think like it's really important to share our knowledge. You know, like I don't want to be holding on to it is our like unique selling point. I think it's really like important that, you know, the younger generation and the people that are graduating are loaded with this information, you know, because it will push our industry further if we're all kind of sharing
0: I so agree and it's very interesting I lo- and I love you saying that because for me I think one of the things that has been holding the fashion back industry back traditionally were you know was if you like the the, the kind of old rivalries mm-hmm. and actually it's kind of like if we really want to save save the planet and 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 save this industry and move it to a kind of sustainable model you have to share
1: yeah so I think like that's like an important thing that we're working on at the minute yeah But it's just having time for
0: everything gets a bit... oh, absolutely and I think you know what would be lovely Bethany is if you could could maybe share you know for those who, I'm sure we've got lots of people who are like I I, I just want to do an internship or, or or kind of like I want to do those Friday classes you know is, is is there an email
1: address or something that people can sign up to register for those classes yeah um it's just info at bethany-williams.com And we do um we have a schedule. So it's every last Friday. So we have eight like one hour free tutorials. Um, but they're kind of, I think they're booked up and because we were, we were like we started in June and we were fully booked from June all the way to December, but now we're restarting. So yeah so you can email through and Guess
0: when they' fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and that's so, I mean that's just so exciting what 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 you describe most of the audience here are you know love fashion, I think they're a bit like me and you, you know like like love love clothes, but don't want to you know wreck the planet, <laughs> don't want yeah. to wear clothes made by people you know who haven't been paid properly or or, or aren't cared for in some way so you know what are, what are your top tips for, 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 for people you know who want to get started on this journey they're kind of looking at their wardrobe or they want to buy something new you know what what are the things they should really consider
1: yeah I think it's just it's difficult because it's such a massive like problem I think it's just I think the main thing is um just like thinking about consciously thinking about like what you're buying um like how you're buying it and looking after it you know is is super important um yeah and I think oh. and then it's like then delving into like support you know like I think like the the consumer has the power and which is money <laughs> you know and you're when you have that you're you know you're choosing to keep businesses alive you know it's money is oxygen to to businesses so you know I think it's about yeah like researching and choosing and do you know do you want to support that or do you want to support that person or do you want to support that business practices um and like researching you know into and, and also asking brands questions i think is really important also because then they have to have the the answers for the consumer
0: yeah and i i mean i i just wish we had kind of you know i feel we need to have real clothing kind of labels that really actually talk about like you know how much of this is actually sustainably made or not mm-hmm. you know who actually made it under what conditions i i, I mean i really feel it would be great if the fashion industry could start that and it's all the stuff that you do in your label already (laughs) you know what I mean and and you know I'm really on a mission to to help fashion move in this in this direction Mm -hmm. you know I I'm absolutely passionate about it because you know from a global goals point of view um you know the fashion industry cuts across each one of those goals uh, at one end it's an agricultural business you know most of our things are grown <laughs> you yeah. know whether it's our cotton or 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 viscose I mean I I, I can remember I like going to Stella McCartney talk at, at, at London College of Fashion mm. you know and then she you know she announced viscose came from wood I had no idea I mean it was like yeah. boom. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, but of course it does and 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 you know for us to become just much more aware of like what it takes to make our clothes and I think what I what I love Bethany is we we're talking earlier like you were saying about really kind of putting a value on yeah. your clothes and and, and I'd love to, to to you know for you to share really what you mean about that because I find that so interesting
1: I think like the consumer is, has power you know and, and and it's like you are choosing who you are like supporting by who you purchase from and then you're supporting their like practices and how they produce so I think it's just you know for a consumer it's like you know it you have the power to support people so I think it's just researching into who you you know who who sits well with your kind of values to the clothes that you're buying and then I think it's then you know like looking after them and you know, I, th- I think because we we you know get rid of s- in the UK, it's a, it's a massive problem with how much goes to landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that doesn't even go to landfill in in our country. You know, or go to a different country. Um, so we're not even like responsible for our own waste. So yeah, I think it's just like researching and you know, and and maybe saving to to purchase something. You know, rather than buying several, um, yeah, and then also like you know the the fast fashion platforms. You know, a lot of them they have return policies, but they they'll that'll go to landfill or incineration and won't be sent back out. I so, know, I find that shocking when yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like you know, it's just like you start learning, and you know, it's that's not yeah. I think you know, you start learning about these things, and then you're like, Oh, I don't even want to buy any clothes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't, I think there's your research into your values and other brand values and, um, and there's like some, you know, more, there's so much more steps further than, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's an interesting time
0: yeah I, I think so and I, I I'm still like can we please have these labels where it shows how much water this this pair of jeans used or yeah. do you know, like how many people actually made it you know how many how many you know like acres of cotton it took you know It'd just yeah. be really really interesting because then we can actually see what we, i don't know what what constitutes what went into making this garment which would be a lot of people's kind of love labor and 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 attention. And and that feels you know that we should be valuing our clothes. I mean it, they're works of art you know as well really literally and and you know as it's, it's my is it's my feeling and I think I've always espoused to kind of if, if we can a fewer fewer better things because they also last longer or tend to which 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 is which is also good. Bethany, I'm going to have to let you go in a minute because you've got a lot to do, but. I, is there anything kind of any any of the last tips you'd like to share with anyone in in the industry or or or,
1: or fellow designers or, or or an ask or a plea you have for them? I think like after the like pandemic has happened, I think people are like opening up a lot more to you know we've had lots of people have had time to think about our lifestyles and um, you know like altering behaviours. So I think. Um, yeah, I just am, um, you know, interested to see like after the pandemic or like, you know, life returning a little bit back to normal, you know, will will this be continued as well? Um, that's what I'm kind of interested to see. Um, because I felt, yeah, like a, a really big change, you know, from a human point of view and from, you know, environmental interest point of view through the pandemic. So I'm just like interested to see like how that progresses afterwards
0: yeah I I feel the same I mean people have spent you know for those that have kids spent quite a lot of time at home with their kids and I think have have seen the world through different eyes you know Mm -hmm. because children have got this magical way of seeing the world and like when they grow things or you know a lot of you know a lot of my friends with their children have had little growing projects and some (laughs) people got some hens and stuff like that (laughs) really cute because they can you know they, they appreciate kind of really where things come from mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, they say behavior change takes thirty days, so I mean I think it would be really interesting to to, to see what what people do do mm-hmm. um, you know and and whether there will be a kind of embracing of of the kind of the old you you know like you know consumption model or whether we really want to change but i mean when i see the i'm hopeful when i see the the you know the the letters from kind of coming in from our you know readers you know who really do want to change and 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 also you know the younger generations. You know, like who are who are just like this is enough. <laughs> like yeah. You stop already. You know, um, we you know we, we we've you know we've gone well beyond our planetary boundaries, and 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 we need to remain. So it's my sincere hope, and I, I am if nothing else, I'm a total optimist, <laughs> and, and always feel that kind of you know another part of what's come out of the pandemic is actually an extraordinary kindness, mm. um and. It's really interesting. So many people that I speak to actually, you know, now know their neighbours, mm. know the people on their street. And, you know, I, I went into a, a, a room uh, where, you know, the other day we, we it was a, um you know, we, we were all mixed up and I was put in a room with the kind of four guys who looked very kind of like blokey. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I couldn't believe it. And they all started talking about like what had happened to them in the pandemic. And I thought they were going to talk about, I don't know, music or 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 their work. And they talked about kindness. I mean, I, I almost fell off my chair. It was so sweet. And I really hope, you know, we retain that, that just kind of love for each other and 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 love of our planet and 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 you know a, a real sensitivity to kind of where everything you know comes from and who made it oh
1: well, thank um, you so much for having me
0: oh thank you and look, good luck with everything. I shall follow um your, <laughs> your 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 next collection which is which is coming out very soon. Thank you for doing what you're doing and for shining such an extraordinary spotlight and for doing it i don't know so humbly'
1: oh, and so, so
0: kind of you know like. the work you're doing is so important and as I said you know you you are really shining a light in terms of you know bringing you know people and planet into your work and and with I just love it you're creating such a movement and it's kind of beautiful activism through 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 (laughs) making clothes and art so Mm -hmm. thank you thank you for all you're
1: doing oh thank you so much